All good? Yeah, yeah, I've used the time to go get a drink. The sky outside is fantastic. Yeah? Yeah, completely clear, no clouds. Really nice. His name is Craven, he likes white ravens, and he will always use them to reduce your gold. His name is Dave, he cancels saves, he likes to make the opposition have bad days. His name is Tom, he plays for fun, but if you beat him then he'll punch you in the face. It's the UK's Fantastic Podcast This episode's the first, but it could be the last We're unopposed to claim banter It's banter behind the throne Hello and welcome back to Banter Behind the Throne I'm Dave Bamford, your host, and I'm joined today by Lol Craven Say hello, hello Lol Hello, Lol Excellent And Tom Peel Hello Yes, fantastic Today we're going to talk about the recent Starlek drama that's been happening. We're going to answer some questions from our listeners. We're going to discuss the spoilers that have uh, popped up in other places over the last week or so. We're going to finally cover who is the right Robert Baratheon, a question that has been a burning topic. And uh, then we're going to hanging over us, yeah, for weeks. And then (laughs) we're going to discuss our favourite cards, beginning with P. So lovely, Starlek. You guys have heard about the Starlet drama, I assume? Yep. I've, uh, I took part in some of it. I argued on our Facebook wall, um, I think. Uh, well, you did as well, Craven, didn't you? Uh, I think we all saw that when you made the post. All of us immediately looked up and go, oh, shit. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> this is new. Cool. Okay. So for those of you who haven't heard, uh, on Saturday, we got, everyone who's registered for Starlet got an email from Wolfgang, the organiser. I love the so, fact that you got my email because basically you're my Starlet secretary. Yes. <laughs> uh, the best thing is Dave got mine as well. And, yeah. <laughs> I was completely unaware. <laughs> I only got one email, to be fair. It's not like he sent me four emails. <laughs> <laughs> what would have been great is, Dave, pass this message on to Tom because he's not going to read it. Yeah. Uh, and Craven as well. For the attention of yeah. Mr. Tom Peel. <laughs> Mr. Bamford, take a letter. <laughs> okay, so Wolfgang emailed me <laughs> and said... Tell the lads. <laughs> Tell the lads that this year FFG will not be sponsoring Starlek. Uh, it won't be the official European Championship. There won't be any prize support, and the winners will not get card designs. Uh, for those of you who don't know what Starlek is, it's a tournament in a castle, and it's for the last few years it's been the official European Championships. It started in the late 90s, early 2000s, uh, uh, as a Middle Earth CCG tournament. A what? Uh, I've never even heard of that. Middle, Middle Earth, Earth CCG. M-E-C-C-G. That's that, amazing. I've never is that played Lord it. of the Rings? Or? I, I think so, yeah. I would, I would assume it was, but obviously, because I've never heard of it, I also realise it could be literally anything. It could be I, about burrowing mammals, couldn't it? Could be. I, well, I think we should find out. I I'm looking at the, it right now. While you're talking, I'm reading up there. I'm pretty could sure be, uh, it's Lord of the Rings. Could be it's Mole versus Mole action. Rings. Yeah. Well, apparently it was the tits. And Wolfgang loved it. So Wolfgang organised a tournament for it. And after a year or two, he got into Thrones. And so the side event on the Sunday was a Thrones tournament. And eventually Thrones got bigger than M-E-C-C-G. Or Jesus. Uh, Yeah, and now it's just a Thrones tournament, obviously. Uh, And it lasts three days with the melee and the joust and the side events and the European team event now, which, of course, England won. It's pretty nice. Um, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's the star on our shirts now. 
which the football team have stolen from us. And uh, just quickly, sorry, I was just looking here. I'm reading up about Middle Earth collectible card game, right? Yep. Now, now given how the the online community, not naming names, likes to kick off about cards being OP, yeah, yeah. Right. It says here on Wikipedia, later expansions added the possibility to take the role of a ring wraith, the malevolent Bullrog, or even Sauron himself. Can you imagine people kicking off when they saw the Sauron card? <laughs> <laughs> Restrict well, it. <laughs> what, what when it comes out, do you just automatically lose? Like the shadows of Mordor have consumed you, and then that's it. Just the game over. I mean, You've that is Sauron. pretty powerful. Anyway. I, say, I say we get some starters off eBay and see what it's like. I'm looking there, see how much they are. <laughs> I have some. Uh, I have some of the Kingdom Hearts CCG that oh. actually FFG made it. Kingdom um, Hearts. Yeah, you yeah. Know, it was a PlayStation game where Disney and Final Fantasy mixed together. That sounds like a nightmare. Yeah. No, it was a good game. It's actually um, fantastic. Yeah, and I got picked up the CCG for like 15 quid, two starters, uh, and haven't played it yet. It's just in a shoebox. Take it to Starlek. <laughs> I will, yeah. I will. Okay, so Starlek started as an MECCG. It turned into Thrones. Um, in 2010, 2011, uh, sometime, the winner of the Joust was awarded a chap card, and that is Mira Reed. And it says at the bottom, Castle Starlek champion designed this uh, and the year afterwards it was denoted the european championship officially and uh, from then on the joust and the melee have been given card designs um, our lovely friend vince who was on a couple of weeks ago he won the melee a couple of years ago and he's uh, he's got a card design although i don't think he's done anything for it um and other people that we know jakob holtman don van beek they all have card designs, so we'll be looking forward to that in 2.0. Um, so, of course, oh, and and of course, Starlek is bigger than Worlds. Every single year, I think it has been bigger than Worlds. Last year, Worlds had what 150 people. Yeah, it's bigger by a large margin. And Starlek was coming on for 250. Um, and uh, this year, there have already been 250 people registered a month ago, longer ago than that, like. The number of people there is crazy. And it's in a fucking castle. Like, and <laughs> Magali Villeneuve goes to it. I'm not sure she's there this year. What? I've got uh, so many cards I wanted to sign. Based on what I've heard, she's not going to be there. But oh. yeah, they always have artists. Last year they had uh, her, Alexander Dench, her husband. Dench? Um, yeah, they had uh, Tiziano Baraki and uh, I'll murder his name, but Thomas Juderesk? Uh, I don't know how to say that. Uh, Excellent try, though. But uh, the guy who did Northern Cavalry Flank and Red Vengeance and some other pretty cool, like, dirty war artwork kind of pieces. Yeah, he did the, like, um, the Greyjoy um, art, didn't he? The uh, Ten think, Towers Honor Guard. I think. I think he did all of the deluxe boxes. He did. Based on what I saw. Um, yeah, it's all like quite visceral, dirty art. Really, really thematic and cool. As opposed to Megali's, which is a bit more elven. Beautiful beautiful yeah but yeah all awesome artists all there sign your cards so basically it's a it's a piss up in a in a castle and we happen to play some thrones and it's fun and beers are two euros like it is basically the dream um and you get free lunch and you get a free lunch and there's a really good kebab shop where you get pork kebabs like what more can you want there's a really good kebab shop where you can get jaeger bombs <laughs> yeah true. i'm hey. excited for the jaeger bombs the kebab shop. i couldn't Sorry, believe it we were queuing up. I thought I'd just go to the fridge, get myself a Coke, and whoa! <laughs> look at all this Jaeger. And uh, yeah. 
It was good. Uh, only in Germany can you get Jaeger in a kebab shop. It's the one place where they're like encouraging you to drink more while trying to sober up. <laughs> <laughs> he's pissed. We'll get him a kebab. Oh no, he's found the Jaeger. There's a, it's all gone wrong. There's a bit of a correlation between us going to the kebab shop and us not making the Joust Top 16. As in, yes. like, um, the Joust Top 16 was going on and we had had pizza and kebab and we decided to just play on the floor instead and do more yeah. Jaeger bombs. And we That's probably going to happen this week. This we're not going to walk up that hill again. The hill no. to the castle is a nightmare. And I tried to be, you know, Johnny Big Bollocks last year and carry a crate of beer up the hill. Could not do it. <laughs> I was dying just climbing the hill without the beer. Like, oh God, I am not so in good heavy. shape. <laughs> and Starlek really drove that home. Yeah. And I have not got any better in the last year. <laughs> I am fully getting a taxi with... Uh, <laughs> so, yeah. Uh... Starlek. <laughs> it, um, so basically, FFG said, you're not having any prize support at all. Then they came back and said, actually, you can have a Nationals kit, which isn't, you know, something that's not really good, but you're no. going to have to pay for it. And then Walker okay. was just like, seriously, guys, this is pretty shitty. And then they said, all right, you can have a Nationals kit for free. Oh, well, that's, that's nice of them. That's nice for them, isn't it? What, how much does a National kit cost? What, like 100 quid? Possibly that like, or less. Probably not even that, because I think for game night kits, um, barely cost 20 quid yeah but I, I assume national kits are a bit more expensive yeah, you would hope so to, to, to the measure of what you know five times more expensive because of what you know that, we don't get a great deal more in you get them. the trophy Ooh. you do get a lot more alt arts because nationals kits provide up to like 120 or 128 256 cards or something so yeah. they are um, they are bulkier like in pure numbers and like there's better swag in there because there's loads of mats but yeah they're not a crazy amount of money like Wolfgang I'm sure would have been able to budget to pay for one if like if he had to so it was a bit of an empty gesture now there are we're not really sure why this happened um some people are saying it's an administrative administrative error um and that somebody's taken FFG's policy of like you know not encouraging unofficial tournaments and you know didn't really think about the implication uh but of course the implication is that this is the Thrones' Thrones's biggest tournament ever, this will be. In what, 15, almost 15 years. Um, that's kind of a big deal. And uh, I know a lot of people have said that if it wasn't for Starlek, people wouldn't have played in Europe through the CCG to LCG transition. Uh, and that Starlek was a big part of keeping the community together. And since then, it's been a big part of you know, melding, you know, encouraging the European meta to communicate. There's all the Road to Starlack events, one in a lot of different countries. There's one in England, there's one in uh, Poland, there's one in Spain, and so on and so forth, which the winner gets free accommodation and free entry to Starlack. Um, and they are the events that we Europeans travel around to go yeah. to. Like, we didn't have any foreigners for our nationals. You tend not to get many in the other countries. But for the Road to Starlack events, that's when people travel. So this year I went to uh, Poland and I went to the Dutch one, which technically isn't the Road to Starlek, but they have dreams of becoming it in the future. Um, and so on and so forth. So really it was a bit of a kick in the teeth for the European community. Um, now people have argued that... Um, what's the trend thought? People have argued that FFG's announcement at Worlds last year said that they will cover competitive play for first edition until worlds but what they actually said was they will cover 
until the end of the 2015 tournament season. And of course, everyone that you know is is engaged with the international community is you know they think that Starlight is the end of the competitive season. Like the podcasts when they if they have a break at Christmas, they cover worlds and then two weeks later they cover Starlight and then they take a break. I've always because um, um, basically Starlight's official recognition, i.e., in the form of actual you know quantified measurable championship cards. When FFG said they was going to fully support the tournament season for, for you know after the announcement of the reboot, it was always going to include Starlick. Yeah, because it's always been considered official. So you know, or at least certainly since long before we started playing. Yeah. Um. I mean, I first heard of Starlick at my third tournament. And it's like, are you, uh, Whammer said, are you coming to Starlek? I was like, I don't know what that is, but I want it. <laughs> yeah, um, so much. Yeah. Uh, and the next year I did go because, you know, why not? Um, so, yeah, so was, we were a bit shocked by the whole uh, about face. Um, FFG have now got back to us after some pressure from the community. And uh, Katagina, one of the French players, messaged Asmodi, the European distributor who now own FFG. Uh Asmodi were a bit shocked by the whole thing, and Nate French, the lead designer, was a bit shocked by the whole thing. So uh, it did really seem to come out of the blue. Uh, but they've now said that we can have a joust. Uh, the, the winner of the joust will get a, a card design, and it will be the European Championships. And according to Wolfgang's email, we will be getting prize support as well. Yay. Now, last it's only been the last two years, I think, that we've actually been getting prize support from... Uh, from FFG, I don't think it's always been like that. Aside from the the card design, um, and I know it has been slightly different to Worlds in the past, um, and often not as good as Worlds. So last year, Worlds they gave out the Lannister tokens, uh, oh. but they didn't make it to Starlek. Uh and the, I believe the mats were slightly different, but I'm not sure. Uh, but yeah, that's good. So there is some there there is some prize support now, uh, although. The melee champion is not going to get a prize, so that's going to be sad for Waffle. Yeah, or Vince, but Vince has already got one, to be fair. Yeah, if he ever pulls his finger out and starts designing it. Yeah. So that's Starlick, so all is right in the world. Yes, well, mostly right. It's not quite as where we were before, but it's a lot better. Yeah. There, as I say, there are a lot of new players um, saying, you know, who cares? It's a, it's a community run thing, it's a bunch uh, of people hiring a room. Yeah. yeah, it's uh, it's just like us hiring the village all day. Do it after um, worlds, that kind of thing, and right, basically just no, fuck you. Yeah, <laughs> not there. even new players because there was, there was one guy on the forum, and like I know that I've met him. Uh, he played 1.0 in the UK, and like, come on, you should be supporting this. And oh, it's just yeah. But it goes to show what happened when, when we all sort of work together towards a goal. FFG do listen to us. And this is what comes about, you know, bandits again being passionate, not just, you know, rolling over and accepting defeat. You know, people got together and sorted it out, and that is great news. So thank you and well done to everyone involved doing that. Mm-hmm. And all the naysayers, well, well, we won't come to help you, yeah, when something yeah. bad happens. <laughs> <laughs> when the men come and make you do things. Yeah. The men. <laughs> all right, sure. So, if we've covered Starlek, we can move on to... What's next on Little Schedule? 
listener questions? Listener questions. Yeah, we've got a lot of listener questions. Why yeah, don't we, we start few... with the um, the spoiler ones? So spoilers. you want to start with the spoilers? Okay, yeah. so what are our opinions on the recent spoilers? Uh, do you want me to go through them one by one? Yeah, which, which one, Dave? Which okay. one do you mean? Uh, well, which spoilers uh, are these? There are six recent spoilers this week, I believe. Ooh. Um, okay, so the first one is Renly Baratheon, who is a six-cost, four-strength Tricon. He's a non-loyal Baratheon card with Lord and Small Council traits, and you reduce the cost of the first non-Baratheon character you marshal each round by one. Ah. How bloody Nedley. Very Nedley. Does sound quite Nedley. I'm enjoying that a lot. Yeah. People are saying, oh, he's not doing that much at six costs, but, you know. Yeah, but six costs for him is uh, potentially, you're going to get your money back. Potentially, if you can keep Value. He's pretty shite in an actual Baratheon build. Okay, yeah, yeah but... Uh, but if you take Baratheon as a banner, he's really thematic hmm. and possibly see, quite good. But that's a good thing, because that's going to encourage people to play banners when, obviously, you don't necessarily need to play banners as much. I, well, I think, basically, it's just he should slot into a nice thematic Baratheon Tyrell build. And I, I just I think it's a brilliant design. Mm. I like I it like- very much. There was a lot of moaning that Baratheon have got another card and that he's not a Tyrell character. But he's not a Tyrell character in the first book. He's not. Um, Baratheon are going to have to get some cards. He is expensive, considering what he's doing. You're not getting a lot of bang for your bucket when you compare to the other six or seven costs, because he should be in that bracket, really. You should be looking at seven costs here as well, because he's in that sort of tier. Um, But compared to other six costs, yeah, he's not doing as much when he hits a table. At the moment, you know, so I'd like to see where this goes. And he is a tricon, which is good. And yep. we don't know what that small council trait is going to do yet. Yeah, hopefully there's something which uh, something good's coming for there. that because there's only been good people with that text so far. So there's something good going to sort of reinforce that theme. Yeah, definitely. I predict. Okay, next card is King Robert's Warhammer. It's a two-cost Baratheon attachment. It's also not loyal. It's got really weird artwork on it, where yeah. Robert looks a bit like a Warhammer dwarf. It looks like Gimli. Yeah. Uh, and it's a weapon. Uh, attached character gets plus one strength. Reaction, after you win a challenge in which attached character is participating as an attacker, choose and kneel up to X total strength worth of, worth of characters, where X is attached to character's strength. Then, sacrifice Robert's hammer. I can hear people crying already. Yeah. Well, we've witnessed it. People have moaned about this dramatically it's not that bad this is something actually i'm going to segue briefly into this i didn't really want to do this because i thought i was going to get angry but people need, people need to calm down about saying baratheon is overpowered and baratheon is some sort of quirk of playtesting where people cocked it up or it's a, a terrible design and it's ruining the game what's ruining the game is people who aren't who are maybe interested about buying in or are thinking oh what's this new game what's ruining it is hearing people saying that it's broken. It isn't. Neil isn't that bad. It's strong, but play around it. It's not new. You've but, got stand tech most, in most houses, generally. Yeah, there's ways to tackle You've always got counters. If it was unbeatable, Lannister would win everything in first edition all the time, and they don't. They As did Dave, win the last two worlds. They did win the last two worlds. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they did, in the hands of an extremely good pilot, but they, were, they also weren't the same deck they weren't both extremely Neil-focused. 
So there's other angles to it. So if it was the strongest theme in Lannister, that would be the only thing anyone ever played, and they don't. And as you rightfully pointed out on the on the Car Game DB forum, on one of the many threads complaining about this, Dave, you put up a picture of Castellan of Rock. Castellan of Rock is better than any of these near effects we've seen, mm. by far. And he's existed for the in duration of first edition. Since before the first corset came out. Yeah. It's not that bad. So just, by all means, have a bit of a whinge about it, but don't make it so endemic that it's all people are talking about because this is going to damage the game. People who think they're going to buy in, thinking I'm not going to bother because clearly it's busted, everyone says it's completely unbalanced. That's doing more damage. So just basically get over it and play around it. Yeah, just wait. It will go away. It will get better. Yeah, and if they reprint Castellan, I'd love to see what happens on that moment. Um, oh, <laughs> Castellan of Storm's End with Courtney Penrose with his fist in the air going, fuck everyone who's not Baratheon. <laughs> well, the thing is, Castellan is essentially Melisandre, but yeah. he triggers off way less and he's, oh. way more and yeah. he's not unique, which makes him way better. Yeah, exactly. And yes, he's restricted, but he's been the best restricted choice in Lannister since he was restricted. So, Robert Warhammer, yeah... Um, that's pretty strong, to be fair. It is a pretty good card. Yeah, but you discard it if it if it goes through. It's a two cost attachment. Um, it's not doing a lot more than what Robert's doing already. Yeah, it's it's not. Like if you know the stuff's going to get knelt, you over commit to the challenge if you can to win the challenge, so it doesn't get knelt. But I guess you're in the same position then. It's just, yes. I'm going to burn my iPhone in fire. Cool. Uh, I don't think it's that bad. It's good. I don't like the art, though, so I might not play it. No, the art is pretty poor, <laughs> to be fair. I don't like saying that normally because, you know, I'm married to an artist and I don't think it's nice all the time to sort of slag artwork off because obviously someone's put a lot of time and effort into that and in a different light, it, it's fine. But um, it just doesn't look like Robert does it oh so, yeah the, the artwork is good it's just it, it doesn't fit the card yeah so there we go King Robert's Warhammer what's next Dave okay the Hound the Hound the Hound is a three cost military power bicon with six strength and he's House Clegane he has ambushed four and forced reaction after you win a challenge in which the Hound is participating you may discard one card at random from your hand if you do not return the Hound to your hand I love it. He's so good. I absolutely love it. He's like a poor man's Drogo. Yep. And Drogo was the tits. Yeah, I think he's superb. And it's nice to see another card designed along the same sort of um, theme as Jorah. Because he's um, like quite... Well, he's bloody good for his cost, but he's got that downside which balances it nicely. Yeah. And this design has creeped in... Crept? Creeped? Crept into... Um, 40k conquest because i oh, played right. that a little bit today oh. and there's some cards like that which have got a um very good cost to strength ratio but require a continual investment or some sort of drawback um for you know in exchange for what you're getting so yeah fantasy flight games have obviously learned that little lesson and like to sprinkle it in so yeah i think it's good Fantastic. Do you, do you have <laughs> thoughts on the Hound Peel? I did not hear any of the Hound segment, unfortunately. Okay, well, I'm not going to read it again. He's Sorry. good, okay? Yeah, he's good. Yeah. You'd like him. Um, I, I like him because he misses resets, like, which is great. Uh, when Valor comes in, he's going to be fantastic. Four yeah. gold isn't that much for in Lannister. For an ambush, uh, definitely not. 
And if you want to uh, play him for three, then you can. Like, you telegraph him, but that's not really an issue. Um, no. Or you leave two gold and just do an intrigue before you bring him out. And suddenly, bam, six strength. Bam. Yeah. He can't be stealthed on the defence. So, yeah, love him. Brilliant. He's one of my favourite Lannister cards so far, I think. Really good. Yeah, I like it a lot. Okay. Uh, the next card is Cersei's Wheelhouse. It's a loyal Lannister location. One cost. And it's a vehicle, which my brother would be very happy about because all he ever wants to play is vehicles and dudes. Uh, in Cthulhu, he had some agency guys with their cars and he used to like playing Hoth decks in uh, Star Wars. Vehicles and dudes. No, vehicles and blokes, sorry. Vehicles and blokes. Vehicles and blokes. You could play a pilot attachment onto Cersei's wheelhouse. Yes, you can. <laughs> Soon to Phil can go straight in it. Really, I think uh, Vader would be better. But <laughs> <laughs> What would he be doing in Cersei's wheelhouse? <laughs> Banging Cersei. <laughs> He'd hate it. Okay, so Cersei's wheelhouse gives you minus one initiative. But as a reaction, after you become the first player, you either gain one gold or draw one card. Fantastic! It's so good! <laughs> That's quite amazing. Nice. Always good to have a bit of draw on hand. And Especially isn't it much better than the first edition version? Oh god, that card was fucking awful. <laughs> <It's so bad. laughs> um, yeah, anything which messes up your opponent's game plan is great. Like, loads of people like going first. This Anything that gives you draw yeah. is good. Yes, yes, that's true. Oh, it's, need more. it's really good. You stop running two times little finger in every bloody deck. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, so we love that card. Yep. Next one is Support of the People, which is a one-cost event. Neutral. Mm. Reaction. After you win a power challenge by five or more strength, search your deck for a location with printed cost three or lower and put it into play. Oh, Shuffle does that mean you can get the red keep and ruin the game? Yes, because you win a power challenge and then you're not losing any power challenges. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> this card is just... It's so, so good. It, yeah. stops people, it stops people letting power challenges unopposed on turn one. Uh, it, it can get you your draw locations. It can get you High Garden or Gaston yeah. Grey. It's put it into play, so suddenly... Go get you that great Kraken. Yeah, suddenly... Go get, yeah. <laughs> Bam, I've won a power challenge by five or more. That means I can put Great Kraken into play. That means I can draw a card or get a power. Yeah. Um, you can get Gaston and then when and when you're going first and then they go and you oh blow my the God. characters up. It's, it's so good. And in its worst, it searches for a Rose Road and then you're just... Economy. Um, and then you're just delaying that one gold taxation until <laughs> next turn. It's... Which is good in itself, like... Yeah. Without having to build around it. It's it's really, really strong and anything which makes power challenges more important, I like. Mm. Because Can people I... underestimate power challenges. So I'll Is stop gushing over that. It's, no, it's, it's neutral. It's, it's neutral. Yeah. Oh sorry. So it can't be loyal. For for a moment there, I slipped straight back into I was thinking about Cersei's wheelhouse. <laughs> <laughs> Cersei's wheelhouse is loyal. Oh, <laughs> I'll tell you what, I'm going to make sure I run. I'm going to be running that in my deck. Um, that's a given, just because it's worth it. Looking for the warships alone. Just go, yeah. right, bang, there you go. Here's a warship on deck. And bang, there you go. I win. Have some power. Lovely, lovely, lovely. Yeah. Uh, it now, is so good. You don't have to run three times your draw location if you don't want to. You can run two copies and two copies to support the people. Yeah. A bit more versatile. Although, obviously, it's not good for setup, and setup is awesome. Um, yeah, it's, it's super good. Yeah. It's really good. And it's a, it's a partial reprint of a 
of a CCG card. Oh, is it? Yeah, I'll just get the text up. Um, let's see. It's five or more, isn't it? You got to win it by five or more. Yeah. Oh, oh, that's... oh no. Um, support of the people in the CCG. Support of the people was marshalling near one of your characters with a power icon to search your deck for a location with two costs or lower and put it into play. All right, then. So really, it's, 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 it's a to... semi-reprint then. It's yeah, yeah. It's a partial reprint. Yeah, it's still um, quite. It's, it's a fantastic card. It's nowhere near as good, uh, but you can say that about any single card that's been reprinted from the CCG. The CCG cards are just broken. Like, though, have you seen Outfox? I'm not. I haven't That's seen a plot, isn't it? Outfox is outwit, but you don't have to kneel a noble character. It's just cancel it when revealed, straight up. And it's oh. got good numbers as well, if I recall. It correctly. does have good numbers. Three, it's, six, it's, one. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. All right. So, any more on support of the people? No. Love it. Gonna have it. Good. Okay. Um, did we talk about the Seastone Chair? Nope. No. Okay. We'll do the Seastone Chair as well then. Seastone can... Chair, as. Did you even see the Seastone Chair, Peel? I have not seen any of these leaked cards yet. Oh, okay. Bill, brace yourself. Okay. <laughs> can it be searched for with support of the people? It yes. can, yes. Oh, fantastic. So, this is a loyal Greyjoy card, obviously. Nice. No oh, God, I'm so excited. <laughs> it's one cost. It's got the Iron Islands trait, and the art is awesome. It's an interrupt. When claim is applied for an unopposed military challenge in which you are the attacking player, you kneel your faction card to choose a character without attachments controlled by the losing opponent. And instead of normal claim, they murder that bitch. Yay! Yay! Targeted kill that's repeatable. It's fantastic. It's. I can just do a military challenge and just, aha, look at this. It's unopposed. Aha, kill that bastard. It's nice. I love a bit of murder attack. Always fun. Can you imagine how good this would have been in first edition with Tabir oh, Kraken? So <laughs> I'll kill fantastic. him. Cancel the dupe. Stand Victorian. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> Oh, God. Um, yeah, that card's pretty good, but it, uh, some people are decreeing it as like the end of the world, uh, which uh, is not because there's no. so many ways to protect against it. But yeah, it is you just really oppose good. it, isn't it? Uh, it's it's unopposed challenge. Yeah, which, yeah it's got to be unopposed. They've got to have no attachments. Yeah, um, it doesn't synergize with two claim plots. It doesn't synergize with fealty or any other yeah. faction kneel effects. Um, there's loads of stuff. There's ways to play around it. Like, but it is really good. It is yeah. so good, uh, and that's going to be really fun for House of Dreams when House of Dreams comes out. It is, yeah. That's going to be uh, a tasty little treat. Okay. Um, the last one that's been released in the last week or so was a neutral location, Street of the Sisters. Oh! One. So not Street of Sisters, <laughs> Street of the Sisters. Street of Desvesten. The Strasse Desvesten. Unlike the old Street of Sisters, this is actually unique. Okay. Uh, the old one wasn't unique, but it was limit one per deck. Yeah. So, might as well have been unique. Ah, uh, yeah, but you could that. take control of your opponent's street sisters. Yep, you could. Uh, if you really wanted to. But anyway, it's King's Landing. Uh, so if they ever reprint King's Landing, that's great. Uh, reaction. After you win a power challenge by five or more strength, you kneel your faction card to gain a power. Which is alright. Okay. Yeah. Is it not a reducer? No, no, it's power game oh yeah i'm kind of I'm underwhelmed with that one yeah, yeah. i, I kind of wished it was a reducer again um i would have liked a direct reprint to be perfectly honest pretty much yeah i um, i would like to see the streets back but i would love to see the streets not... back uh but if they're doing the streets of sisters then that means all the rest are going to be 
presumably along the same lines. Yeah, um, not producers. This one combos think... off power challenges, so you'll assume a street and steel the... will combo off military challenges. Yeah, yeah. they'll be tired to their challenge type again. Yeah. Or and their then type. will the, uh, the Strasse de Cedar, the Street of Silk, will that be uh, unique That one characters? could be an interesting one. Who? Uh... Um, now, Flea Bottom will probably come back in a similar form because it's a champ card. Hmm. Yes. Uh, so we'll see what Greg wants with that. Good, lovely artwork, though, isn't it? Street of the Sisters. Yeah, it's really nice. There, we started the podcast after the initial spoilers for this pack were released. Do we want to cover them now? Or should we? Because the pack is coming out soon. So should we cover them now, and then we can just cover the rest of the pack when it's actually released? Yeah, let's do a lot. Okay. So uh, the first card of the pack is Will, who is a Night's Watch character. He's a ranger. He's four for three. And he's got a military and an intrigue. He's loyal. He's got stealth and insight, which is a pretty formidable um, combo. That's fantastic. Yeah. But he's got the forced reaction. After you lose an unopposed challenge, sacrifice a ranger you control. That's not so good. No. Not so good. But um, would that be before or after claim? It would be before claim. Before. Ooh. Yeah, that's... Um, if you're bannering to Lannister, you can cancel it with treachery. Yeah, but... <laughs> um, assuming there are some cheap rangers coming, which there probably are. This isn't the end of the world. Yeah. Um, he's really efficient. You shouldn't so, really be losing you... that many unopposed challenges with Night's Watch and no, I would hope not. rangers. Yeah. Benjamin gives them all kind of anti-stealth. Yeah. So you shouldn't really be having to worry about this too much. Yeah, um, if you if you're forced to go first and you get a challenge off with him, he's great. You know, if you get one or two uses out of him and then you have to sacrifice him, it's not yeah. the world. No. Now he's pretty horrible if you're already behind, because you're just going to be. You might have to, well, nuke him before he ruins all your other characters essentially. Um, but I really like him. At the very least, you can use him to defend military and entry challenges. Yeah. See, I like those kind of characters. Though. The kind of characters uh, similar to Theon in first edition, where when you count gold, you kill a character because it can backfire and mess you over. So you do have to think about it a little bit more. Yeah, it's not just play him and haha, behold his glory. Yeah, it's, like, it's more. Oh, uh, standard. Are we ready to go on to the next card? Let's yeah. do it. Okay, the watch has need a one cost night's watch event. Non-loyal action. Name a trait: builder, ranger, or steward. Search the top X cards of your deck for any number of characters with that trait. Reveal them and add them to your hand. Shuffle the other cards back into your deck. X is your reserve value. Seems pretty good. Yeah. Card advantage is good. Yeah. I mean, it's not much and more. It's not uh, much and more, no. It's not much and more, but it's pretty good. Yeah. Oh, could you imagine if much and more was like the 20th card in the first chapter pack? <laughs> and they don't spoil it until it's released, and I just get the chapter pack at Worlds and Snapchat Peeler. Shaking much and more. <laughs> Shaking much and more. I'm, I must admit, I'm excited uh, for Starlight just because of that reason. I want the whole room just to, all of a sudden, if much and more's drawn, I want just someone, one of the English players somewhere, just to stand up and just <laughs> shout, Much and more! Yeah. Top well, of their lungs in this giant room full of people, uh, and just see if we can make it a thing. 
Uh, Dave, I expect you to do it at Worlds as well. I'm just well, I that. probably won't be playing much more, but if I do, I, will I think you should shout it. Add a copy, just you know, just one cheeky much and more. There's a cheeky, cheeky much and more, Dave. Better than that. No. Okay. Uh, so it's not as good as much and more. Is what it's we've not. said so far. <laughs> it seems solid. It's going to get better when, when you when there's more of each character. Obviously, yeah, you can build around it. Yeah, I like that you can because generally speaking, rangers are the military ones, and builders are the power ones, and intrigue are the stewards are the intrigue ones, or so we're led to believe from first edition. Hmm. Um, so it's kind of good that it's like oh, I need some intrigue icons. Let's grab some stewards, which is nice. Um, yeah, don't play it just before the taxation phase. Hmm. But other than that, solid, all right, decent, worth trying, certainly, and can only get better. Mm. Yes. Okay. Uh, and the last card, well, we know that Maester Lewin is in the pack, and he's a three for two Maester Stark character, obviously, with intrigue and power, and his text says, while you control, and then we can't read the rest. <laughs> so, <laughs> while you so control. Make it up. While yeah. you control the star character, Maester Lewin is invulnerable to triggered effects. Oh, I'm mean, to triggered effects. That's good. It is good. Yeah. It is good. Uh, yeah, okay. We like, I like Maester Lewin. He seems Yeah, like... fantastic. <laughs> um... Especially as he triggers off himself. He does. <laughs> <laughs> it's the beauty of Lewin. You can play him in any car- house. Um, and he's always immune to triggered effects. He's always immune to triggered effects. Unless that triggered effect is a gut shot from a uh, Greyjoy person's axe. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't immune to that, was he? You're so smart now, are you, Lewin? Except eh? throwing axe. Dying against a tree. What? Huh? <laughs> 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 you were meant to protect the castle, Lewin. What did you do? You let it fall. Um... I don't know if that is in his remit as a maester, to be fair. I don't know if that's in his contract. I'd like to think maesters have magical powers, personally. I'd like to think if if anyone was going to be a wizard, it would be a maester. He Uh, does have a Valerian steel link. He does. Which is the study of magic. Mm. It's a study a bit fucking harder, isn't he? He should have got his iron link. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, well... (laughs) Obviously, we're happy to see him because he's a maester. And there's one thing we like talking about is maesters. We do like maester. I even like Lewin. After all that, I do. I still enjoy Lewin. <laughs> Lewin's what? Probably the best maester in first edition. Oh, what? yeah. Ste- steady on. Okay, yeah, no, for go... a maester deck. Mm. No. Oh, uh, what? Still Wendemir or? No, no. I'm not that predictable. <laughs> It's Moramir. No, um, <laughs> I've, no, the best maester has got to be, um, what's his name? The Conklin. No, the nutty one who, who likes the dragons. Oh, Marwyn? Yeah. Oh, the Targ Marwyn. Yeah, he's yeah. good. He's legit. He's good. But Lewin searches for events. Which yeah. one's the one? Really which, strong. Which is the one that builds zombies? Uh, I like him. Sorry? The one what? that makes a zombie out of, not a zombie. Uh, um, well, effectively, yes, it's a zombie. He takes the... Uh, oh, the... Kyburn. Yes. Yeah, Kaiban's all right, but you yeah. can't search for him without the gates. So no. low strength as well. Yeah, too mm. strength. He's got deadly. But uh, I, yeah, but yeah, I played uh, I played Lewin in my unrestricted Maesters deck because Ooh. at the gates didn't used to be in house. We didn't. Neutral. It just used to be Maester, so I could search for Lewin Lewin out of Martel and go and search for Game of Savas and Burning on the Sands. <laughs> <laughs> Narrow escape and equals it thinking, and all the other fun events I was running. Okay. So, the last card we've seen for this 
uh, chapter pack is a plot which is Mustard of the Realm. Four, five, Mustard one, six. of the Realm? Mustard of the Realm. 4516 Edict Norwich. During a challenge, <laughs> you control an attacking army character. Raise the claim on Mustard the Realm by one. <laughs> I wish it had Norwich. <laughs> I, I wish it had so I So the next Norwich tournament, we're getting Mustard the Realm cards printed, right? That's it, yeah. With that's a massive golden art. bull. <laughs> <laughs> that is it. That's our next all arts. We've now got four. Four all arts ready to make. Yeah, we're doing all right with this. Mermaid, Mermaid Varys. <laughs> Mermaid Illyrio, Stannis for Mantis, and now Mustard of Realm. <laughs> Fantastic. Stannis okay. the Mantis would just be brilliant. Just like, what's that? Just with his two claws raised above his head, like in a, in a striking pose. This um, is it. Not praying. Well, no, not praying. Cause, uh, it's a Rylor. Yeah, Mantises get violent too. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay, sure. So that is uh, all the cards we know of from the first pack, mm. um, which is four, eleven cards due to release far. soonish in uh, uh, November. Well, yeah. yeah, November. November. It's currently on the boat, I think. Birthday uh, present for me. <laughs> if we're lucky, it will be at Worlds, in which case I'll obviously pick a copy up, mm-hmm. um, and then it will be out like two weeks later everywhere else. Um, but yeah. That's you'll be, the, the you'll be picking up a couple of copies at Worlds, Dave. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, true. Because I might see you before it actually launches. Start. Probably will. Yeah. Oh, and uh, we were talking about the streets, but Shadow Out Lane has been partially spoiled later on, so that's definitely coming back. Got all yeah. the spoilers up, which is cool. Nothing else there. Okay. Uh, so yeah, they, they were the spoilers. So that's what we think about the spoilers. Uh, some are awesome. Some are crap. Some are overrated. Yeah. Uh, next Generally, one. though, we're happy. I like them. Hmm. And I'm just looking forward to new cards. I, I built a few decks last night, and um, it's irritating putting in so many dupes of, of, of unique characters just to get your numbers up. Yeah. I kind of want to split the bank a little bit. And I'm, yeah, I'm looking forward to getting some, some lower-end uniques. So I don't I'm looking forward to... Shitty ones. I'm looking forward to those low-cost, tasty characters that will one day be coming out. Something that doesn't cost five gold. <laughs> Distinguished uh, boat swain. Yep. Yep. Uh, refugees. Um, oh, can you imagine if the bloke reprinted the refugees? I'd love the that refugees. Would be so good. He gave the Baratheon one a Rylor trait just to <laughs> I got wait, there's gotta be a Rylor card in the first chapter. Like not in the first chapter pack, but in the first cycle somewhere. A yeah. cheap, like a cheap Rylor card that you can bounce back to hand at will. <laughs> um, well, we've got first snow of winter. That oh, God. some of them. Yeah. It's going to be so much fun. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> like, it, will Thoris of Mir be there? Like, he's in the first book. Yeah, Thoris is there. Uh, Beric. Beric should they... have a little mention. Yeah, maybe. But he might come later when they actually... Are I they guess doing Thoris them... doesn't really do things either yet, but... Yeah, he, I bet he's got the real trait when he comes. Well, no, off, camera, might... off camera, they do quite a lot at this stage. I mean, he gets murdered. Beric does. True, true. Like twice. Is that enough to warrant the first cycle, though? I don't know. Did um, I can't think off the top of my head. Edric Dane. Yes. In the second edition, he does, does he not... have the Brotherhood trait? Uh, I don't know. I'm gonna look. I I still don't. I still haven't opened that corset. It's looking at me. You haven't played with Edric Dane yet. No, no, no. That that um, 
that sealed corset, like it's right near me, and I could just open it. But oh no! I don't said I'd wait. Wait for waffle. Don't let the smell out. No. He, oh 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 oh! Hold the phone. He has got the Brotherhood trait. Yeah. <laughs> Good. That means he doesn't have the real or trait. No, no, he doesn't have the real or trait. Obviously. Shame. Well, but if he's got not? the Brotherhood trait, that means Beric's on his way somewhere. Oh, could you imagine if they reprinted Beric as is? As is. As is. Four costs and everything. Oh, I'd be so good. But in German. <laughs> well, <laughs> so he has. So he has Rimreich rather than Renown. <laughs> <laughs> Just like you. Yeah, I've got Rimreich. <laughs> not this year, though. <laughs> no, not this year. Um, okay. So uh, I think we've covered the new spoilers. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. Yes. So Will Carter asked, was that a Spice Girls reference? Peel. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> and then he followed it up with... <laughs> you know what? I never realised that uh, Two Become One was like a Spice Girls reference. Because I used to have a friend at uni. And he, I'd meet him at the bar and then he'd just go, Tonight is the night! Mm-hmm. And I was like, I thought he was just being weird. I didn't realise he was quite... Uh, Spice Girls. Until well, to be honest, David, I, think that, I don't think and the I two are exactly mutually exclusive. I'm about to say, that's not mutually exclusive at all. He <laughs> can still be weird and be quoting the Spice Girls. True. If but anything, I it just it helps. really weird. <laughs> <laughs> then I realised it was the Spice Girls and I was like, oh, kind of Legit. <laughs> but it is about a song about having sex. So, I mean, it's kind of... Is it? Yeah. Yeah, well, what do you think it means? I mean, I listened two to it one. I thought it meant... <laughs> I thought it meant marriage. You, you need some love like you've never needed <laughs> love before. She wants to make love to your baby. I've had a little love. Now she's back for more. Want to make love to your baby. Uh, it goes on. Uh, oh, thank you, Bill. <laughs> Not a problem, Dave. Great knowledge, Opeel. Great knowledge. <laughs> Fantastic. I was about to break into the course. Um, well, hold your phone. The, the question does go on. It does. <laughs> he says No. <laughs> it leads on to my question it's a two-parter which Spice Girl would you pick in their prime and which one in 2015 <laughs> I'm not sure what he means by that question either oh, <laughs> I think you know <laughs> <laughs> is this like the subtle meaning of two become one how it was lost on our youth um, I think it is <laughs> baby spice and baby spice then really yes every day of the okay. week uh, a cute one. <laughs> I, I was into Baby Spice. Of course, it, you're probably the best person to answer this, lol, because you were probably you had reached puberty by that point. <laughs> had you reached puberty by the Spice Girls? Um, yes. Yeah, we had. We were like seven. Well, so. no, because they were still around in 2003. <laughs> they they were, but they were old and haggard by that point. But yeah, I but... do remember their their debut single. Yeah. Yeah, I do remember. Okay. Um, and looking back on them now, in their prime. They weren't all that. No? Really? What, musically or attractiveness-wise? Well, but they don't... I mean, musically, they obviously, they set, they set the standard for female bands to come afterwards. So they were trailblazers in their time, and they ushered in a new era of pop. <laughs> they were the barrafilty of girl bands. They were. Everyone kneel, <laughs> would kneel before them. Um, but I think if I had to pick one in their prime, it's, it's got to be Jerry Halliwell, just because, basically, tits. <laughs> Isn't it? I, I, I'm a fan of Jerry Halliwell as well. Um, but and this is controversial, I know. But if you don't believe me, go and look. Right nowadays, Mel C. Yeah, Which definitely one's Mel C. Sporty Spice. Sporty Spice. Mel C. Nah. <laughs> the thing is, like, I just got a picture of them up, and I was just like, posh. I bet she would ruin you. Like, I bet she just dominates Bex. <laughs> I bet she does, actually. <laughs> oh, bless him. 
I feel sorry wants. for him. <laughs> she designs Land Rovers. You know, she can do whatever she wants, really, at this point. <laughs> she, she designs tractors. <laughs> no, genuinely. Tanks. The Land Rover. Do you know the new Land Rover, the one with the slanted back that looks like you're not going to have, well, which doesn't have enough headroom in the back of it for uh, a man to sit in? Um, that was actually designed by Posh Vice. Really? Fun fact. She, she designs Royal Navy destroyers, <laughs> boots. So you can imagine, like, the Bex coming back from a kickabout with Casillas and just like, <laughs> what have you been doing all day, Vicky? And he's like, oh, David, I've designed a tractor. <laughs> it's just like, what? You designed a tractor? She <laughs> <laughs> and then I made up a stupid name for our children. <laughs> <laughs> Not as bad as East. <laughs> or North. Okay, so that's our thoughts on the Spice Girls, I guess. But you didn't give an answer, Dave. You didn't give oh, an no, answer. Oh, no, I said Jerry Halliwell. Yeah, I didn't, what about Current? Oh, probably Baby Spice. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Straight up, Baby, Baby. There you go, I'm sticking with that. Or yeah. Emma Bunton, as she's now known, and presents the Heart Breakfast Show. She does. Mm. All right. Okay, well, that was a good question. It was then, uh, Dave M. Nicholas has asked, how best should I pack my bags this weekend? And my answer uh, to that thoroughly. is... Yeah, early, often, and thoroughly. Ah, well, you see, I would like to say with hot chocolate and the night before. Oh, yeah, hot chocolate is legit for packing bags. Oh, because so good for packing bags. Yeah, cheeky and, hot and chocolate with some Baileys. Like, hmm. that's so good. My professional advice, of course, as well, is to pack them by yourself and to be fully aware of the contents at all times. <laughs> <laughs> Is it all right if Mike packs my bags for me? No, like, if absolutely. If he prepares no. my bags for well, me to pack. Logistically, that's fine. But if when you come through the airport and that question is put to you, <laughs> that's not going to fly. Did you pack your own bags? No, Mike did it last night. Right, okay, sir, step to the side. Um, yeah. Put on the glove. Ah! Luckily, I'll have been to the cocks of the night before, so I won't care quite so much. <laughs> There's going to be customs trouble if we're hungover or drunk. It's going to be amusing. Um, oh, you'd care if you was getting searched by me, believe it. I, I'd like to think you're gentle but thorough. That has been said. <laughs> <laughs> okay, sure. Um, fantastic. So, yeah, just honestly, just, you know, you have to develop your own style for packing your bags. It's mm. like anything. Some you can people learn like from others. Do it, with, uh, do it with feeling. You can do yeah. it with a friend. You can do it on your own. Yeah, um, doing Don't be afraid on your to try. Own. Try new things. Yeah, um, and in connection with Dave's post, uh, if anyone plays in Birmingham or is aware of anyone who plays in Birmingham, let us know because Dave has asked us if we knew anyone, and I don't. And I asked around, and I still couldn't find anyone. So yeah, we we had the Nationals in Birmingham. Um, yeah. I don't think anyone from who who, who I met at the Nationals uh, was actually from Birmingham. Uh, other than the people who worked at the hotel. Yeah. Oh, they were lovely. They were lovely. Yeah, they were very nice. Um, most of those people weren't from Birmingham. Some of them were. Two of them. Yeah. I think. <laughs> um, if you went outside, there was a lot of people from Birmingham. Yes, that happens when you're in Birmingham. Mm. Okay. Uh, so then we had a question. Have we seen the new Bond movie? No. I have no. I haven't either. I do want to, though. I do need to go and see it. Should, yeah. we, go, should we go see it tomorrow? Uh, tomorrow's Thursday. Fair enough. I thought it was Friday. Even no, morning. tomorrow's Thursday, so no, I'm busy. Okay. Um, I'll be quizzing. I'm packing my bags. Uh, and what are we... Uh, stuff about Northampton on 
Saturday. So yes. for those who don't know, there is a intro day tour- slash tournament slash get together in Northampton on Saturday in the UK, obviously. Uh, if you need any details, give me a PM. Uh, I think we're starting at 11. Uh, I'll be about to teach people Thrones or have some casual games with people. We're going to try and run a tournament. We're not really 100% sure what the timings are like because it is incredibly badly organised on our end. <clears throat> it happens when, it, when it's us. Um, we, we can come along. It's a War Games workshop in Northampton. So come along. You can meet us. We've got a little bit of swag that we've got left over from uh, extras we've picked up. Uh, unfortunately, I haven't been keeping stuff specifically, so I, I tend to just give it away if I win spares. But I've got a few spares of things that I can give away. Um, yeah, come and give us some games and we'll have a little tournament and it'll be fun. Um, yeah, and the official greeting for the day, I think, will be a high five. Um, okay. Everyone who comes in, we want a high five. And then we'll know if you're listeners and if we can give you a swag. For high fives. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, when a horrible moment when you sort of go to do a high five <laughs> and you, you sort of miss and you sort of, you just no, sort of kind of clip hands or it's, it's all horrible and everyone knows. If you look at the person's elbow, you will never miss. I have heard this. Yeah, try okay. it out. But I'm just look, so good at it, like naturally, that it's not a problem. Well, we can't I'll... all be as good as you, Dave. <laughs> I mean, there's going to be have to be some testing. We'll confirm this later. Perhaps you should have spent more time building Maester's decks rather than practicing <laughs> your high fives, yeah? I, if people want to high five me, who am I to refuse, you know? Who am I? I'm just a man. By <laughs> what right? <laughs> Does the Kraken judge the Sun Craven? <laughs> well, that right. <laughs> You're going to edit this. You can find a right in there somewhere. You can extract a motive for me. I'm above th- such things. I, I'm not that into the editing. Um... Okay, and the last question we've had, well, it's not really a question, it's uh, Donovan Van Beek moaning that we haven't talked about who is the right Robert Baratheon yet. So, let's talk about that. Double Renown. Okay, so the options are Double Renown Bob. Yes. You win a challenge, he's got Renown, when he claims power for Renown, he gets an extra Renown. Popularly, Popularly known as Fat Bob. Fat Bob, yeah. That is important. You need to get the names correct. Oh, yeah. Okay. Next, Bob. Do you, do you want to tell me about a Bob Craven? Uh, well, there's, of course, No Shadows, Bob. Yeah? <laughs> there is No Shadows, Bob. No Otherwise Shadows, known Bob. As Standing Bob. Standy Bob. Um, or Maester Bob back in the day. Um, so he can uh, stand himself three times a phase, providing there is no cards in shadows. He's a four gold, three strength king, military and power icon with renown. I think most of them have renown, don't they? And he's sitting about in front of a lovely uh, spread of food. Yeah. yeah. All of them have renown, and they're all four for three, with uh, two exceptions. So, yeah. There is also another Bob, though. Go on. There's Party Bob. There is. What does Party Bob do? Party Bob is uh, he's, he's all the party. He helps out his friends as much as he can with the party. He People looks basically don't fucking fear, cause... rat-assed. Basically, yeah. you, you... <laughs> You can't cock up the description of Party Bob any worse than I did last week. So, <laughs> give it a crack. Um, Party Bob? I think I can, Craven. I'm succeeding quite no, well. No, have you ever just... seen a copy of Party Bob? I have, because I've remembered you playing him and going, that's Party Bob. No, nope, like, I've, ah. I've literally never played Party Bob. Someone must have played Party Bob at some point. <laughs> okay. Someone somewhere has played Party Bob, and he has had a fucking party. Okay, well, he's the Party Bob, party Bob we described last week. With all the uh, all the extra power claim when you uh, win challenges in melee, and he's Basically, also got renown. 
It's like the offside rule, isn't it? No one really knows. <laughs> I know. I've, I've got it in front of me. <laughs> well, that helps. <laughs> Even you just balls up trying to explain what he did. It's, it's because I didn't want to. I didn't want to literally read him. I didn't want to go too in depth of it because we talked about him last week. So I just kind of flagged him, fucked up, fucked up the dream. None of us really know what he does. Okay, but he's fun. Yeah, and he's got melee and renown, which is two keywords. They're always nice. Okay. Melee is so good. Mm. Okay, so he's fun. Craven, do you want to take another? Have you got any more Roberts for us? Oh, I have. Yeah, I've got Prized Bob. Prized Bob. Prized yeah. Bob. He's yeah? got renown and all that business. But whenever a prized character wins a challenge, one that you control, he gains a power. Prized Bob. He's also super efficient because he's four for four. Well, I say super, but he's four for four. Yes. And his art stronger. is awesome. Yeah, but Altar isn't brilliant. The, the horse is good, but his beard looks fake. <laughs> yeah. This is a fake beard. <laughs> <laughs> Detachable beard, Bob. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I'm sure I can hook some people up with some Roberts if they want them uh, <laughs> at the weekend in Northampton. Some prize Bob. Okay. <laughs> hook you up with some Roberts, any time you want. <laughs> um, yeah, so he's quite cool because he triggers off himself, he triggers off other people. Um, he, it can be other people's prized characters, but you win the challenge. He's fun. Uh, mm. And the prized rush deck is quite scary. Mm. Yeah, I like it. I like yeah. the old prize rush deck. Okay. Are you aware of any more bobs? Uh, Am yeah. I? Probably not. There's two mm. more. There's two more bobs. There's so many bobs. So many bobs. For a man um, who dies halfway through the first book, he has exactly. six copies. There's two more. Yeah. Is there old time worry angry Bob? Oh, I know one of them. Go on. You tell me the other ones. It's the, it's the absolute toilet one out of BM's Kings of a Storm box, isn't <laughs> it? Yeah, Power Bob. Power yeah. Bob is shit. Yeah, he's five cost, which is sad. And if he's the only Baratheon king in play, you may initiate an extra power challenge, which is fine. Yeah. He's not as good as the other bobs, and he has to be the only king. Well, Baratheon king, which is sad. However, the extra power challenge could be quite fun on a high claim plot. Yeah, the extra power challenge is fun all the time. Mm. Uh, but you can't run him with Super Stannis because he's a king. No. Super Stannis is the one you need to really, um, you know get the most out of the extra power challenge because you've got vigilant stealth and renown mm. um, and the last one is event bob event bob oh like of course shockingly he has renown does he uh, <laughs> if robert baratheon is the only king in play he gains any phase kneel him to play an any phase event card from your discard pile as if you had just played it from your hand then shuffle that event card back into your deck he's really good he looks evil <laughs> yeah he does <laughs> Uh, yeah, if you if you build your deck around him, like he was really good in the Barra two 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 decks uh, with um, uh, see who is stronger, which could recur armies and uh, knights out of the discard pile, so you could keep playing uh, the Viper's Bannerman by kneeling three influence, which is just wonderful. Obviously, mm, yes. uh, good with narrow escape, good with confession, good with um, all sorts of things. He's he's really fun. Who's your favourite, Peel? What of all the bobs? Yep. Double renown Bob. So fat Bob. Fat Bob. Yep. Craven. Um who my favourite is and who I think is the best is different. Okay. Uh my favourite is prized Bob. But I think the best is Fat Bob. Mm. 
I love Party Bob for the banter. I love Event Bob for the jank. But Fat Bob is the best. Yeah. And he's not a king, which is really important. That's mainly the reason why yeah. Fat Bob's probably the best, just because he's not a king. Yeah. And he's he's having a party there. Like he's got some food and drink on the table, and he's got his arms outstretched, just like yeah. Bob I'd is imagine... always having a party. Uh, so he's having a party in three of them, and he's looking sullen on the Iron Throne in two of them, and he's looking lecherous on the Iron Throne in one of them. I'd imagine Bob is pretty much like the Happy Mondays and just a twenty-four-seven party people. Yeah, uh, I think so. I, that's the way I see him. Okay. <clears throat> so I think in the answer there, we all uh, we all think it's. Uh, it's Fat Bob. Fat, Fat Bob. Bob. Unanimous. Okay. That's pretty good. Uh, if anyone else wants us to evaluate what is the best, or who is the right, yeah, that's important. He is the right Robert Baratheon. Yeah, you can put that down right next to the right Soares Oakheart. It's official. It's in the books. It's a matter of record. <laughs> it is canon. We have yes. spoken. The right Robert Baratheon is Corset Bob. Now, <laughs> if we add in 2.0 Bob, can we can we bring him in? Does he compare? Well, there's only one option if you're playing 2.0, so that's not really fair. I don't know, if, if he was on a similar like cost curve and uh, you know, if you made him cost five gold and have three strength, <clears> effect, <throat> I think he'd be the best Bob. Two, I think 2.0 Bob, intimidate you, Bob. Yeah, is um the best character in the box. Ooh, that, that's that's pretty good. But Fat Bob was probably one of the best characters in the first edition box. Yeah, I I think the new version of Bob eclipses all others. Yeah, he's very very good. Yeah, but you wouldn't play him in first edition because he's seven gold. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's going to cost you a lot. If you got seven gold and you're not playing the Vanders by Bannerman, of Bantaman, sorry, what the fuck are you doing? But if he had, if he was first edition, that intimidate. Oh yeah, yeah, he's getting you some unopposed challenges. Yeah. Greyjoy, Conquest, Barra, three times salt and iron. See ya! <laughs> <laughs> He's loyal, though. He's Barra only. No! I'm undone again! <laughs> <laughs> we should definitely have a uh, a tournament where you could run first and second edition cards. No, stop it. Just stop yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, stop trying to do no, this with the most silly. It's yeah. not going to work. <laughs> it's going to work. Let's it's do it. It's not. <laughs> be like, oh, no. No, it'd be, it would get silly. I bet everyone else listening to this is going no, but Rowan is going yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a mad scientist. I bet he's just shot up. If he's listening to this in bed, he's shot up. There's a lightning bolt outside his window. He's like yes. <laughs> it's alive. He's already built a lab coat. <clears throat> the things we'll do together. <laughs> <laughs> the things I do for Jack. <laughs> yeah. Right. Favorite card begin with P. Go on, then. What is it? Parting Blow. Parting Blow? Yeah. Why? Who? What? <clears throat> where? I love Parting Blow. It, it's good. It's great. Um, back in the days when I was running Orphan of the Green Blood, oh, the value. <laughs> the value <laughs> off of that. No icons, Neil. I'll have a card. Cheers. <laughs> That's all the things. <laughs> yeah. What else yeah. can you do with two cards? <laughs> it's brilliant. And it's in modern, modern days, the best use out of Parting Blow is to sacrifice a prince's attendant. Yep. And when all the things fall into place, you kill a prince's attendant, you look at the two cards, basically it's Dark Star and any card. <laughs> so you take any card, discard Dark Star, he goes into play, then you pay part and blow, draw another one and kneel someone. 
off one gold. <laughs> it is the dream. Yeah, it's just like part and blow is like the icing on a massive screw you cake. Yeah. You do something horrible, and then you go, and I'll kneel someone and take a card. <laughs> it's a punch it's, it works with Gaston Grey as well. So it much does fun. work for Gaston Grey. It works for so much. I hate that. Actually, no, that's pretty much it. But no, it really is good. So that's my favourite. Part and blow, you're welcome. Okay. Uh, Peel, have you got a favourite card? Thing? P. <sighs> Again, P, unfortunately, is a bit like, oh, it's not a great week. Um, really? I've got so many. How have you got so many? I know part. I know, yeah, but a lot of these are the ones that I've been brought up to hate because they were the ones that you were playing. Um, for example, you got the Pike Phallics. They're just horrible. Um, the raising claim. <laughs> yeah, never that's not what Phalanx. I thought you were going to go for straight away. I'll be honest. <laughs> <laughs> Pike Phalanx. Yep, I don't. And Toshi's Manor as well. Um, that's like it. Is horrible as hell. Um, now I've had a look, and now I've I've got a question, and I, I do apologise for this, lads. In the middle of this segment, but are two point cards game for the uh, favourite cards beginning with the letters? No. Oh, all right then, we'll scrap that. No, I don't care. It's not enough. No, that's fair enough. I just I thought I'd ask. And we need to draw the segment out so we can start again with two point cards. <laughs> <laughs> Honesty. <laughs> <laughs> favourite two point card beginning with R. <laughs> Rose Road. <laughs> Robert Baratheon. <laughs> okay, Robert Baratheon. <laughs> Obviously, you can't say Big Red Keep, unfortunately. No. no okay. T is going to be a busy episode. Um... Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be the Red Keep. <laughs> uh, so, so do you have a favourite card beginning with T, Peel? I think, to be honest, if I had to choose a favourite, I'd probably go with the Pirates of Ortmount, uh, Ortmont. But to be honest, P again... Is that again... because you saw a Greyjoy card? Yes, pretty much. <laughs> because you've never played <laughs> as far as no, I No, no, I haven't. Um, Penny is always entertaining. Uh, one cost, uh, just because she's a fool, and I quite like that trait as anything. Ally and fool. I, I always find the one fool is amusing. Um, but no, Pentoshi's manner is, is horrible, um, as we all aware. And no, that's it really. Pit vipers and all sorts. There's nothing really fantastic. Phil, you're I mean... so obviously just reading a list of cards again with Penny. <laughs> you're going through them in alphabetical order and trying to make out like you're just thinking them up. <laughs> yes, that maybe. No, um Plunder. Um I've always quite liked Plunder. But I've never been allowed to play it because you won't let me. <laughs> You always tell me to take it out of my deck, and I'm like, but I want to play it. It'll be really useful. You're like, no. And then the one time I get to use it, it's fantastic. But, um, no. Oh, dear. Can I talk about some sensible cards beginning with Yes, you can. Okay. I think Party Blow is sensible. Party Blow is sensible. Uh, I've got a couple which are awesome because some of them tickle my jank fancy. Mm. Uh, there's Priestess of the Pyre. If she's Summer, stand her. When an event card is played, so you can use her to play for the uh, the prayers infinitely. She's like, oh, I'll have one of those prayers, and I'll uh, stand my character, and then I'll pray a pay for a prayer, and then stand her again. She's a pack of pickled peppers. Yeah, with the priestess of the pyre. So, and what did you judge from Marlin Peel's silence when you brought that name up? Did you get anything? Don't know what she does. Do you know why it probably is? Because uh, no one plays her. No one plays her. Because, uh, yeah. So let's hear a sensible one then. Okay. Well, no, I've got a couple I want to talk about. Um, Because I'm breaking the rules. I've got Palace (laughs) Spy, who essentially reads, after you play Palace Spy, search your deck for the Red Keep and have a good time. 
which happy. I remember buying the chapter pack fairly randomly and just be like, ooh, well, this could work. Okay. <laughs> I run an influence providing location. Um, there's Pirate Pre. No, not Pirate Pre. He's good, but he's not what I want. It's Pyre of the First, the False Gods, which allows you to recycle events, which is the bane of everyone. Yes. Um, that card's really fun to play out of house. Uh, and it's like so good for infinite combos, um, which I don't know if it's a good thing or not. Uh, Prince of Dawn. See, I've got loads. Prince of Dawn allows you to search vehicles at thinking. In uh, Prince of Dawn is classic. But it's also prize three, which is sad. Yeah, that's a danger. But Prince of Dawn is really good. Um, but my absolute favourite, obviously, is Pale Steel Link. Yeah, Pale Steel Link. Because it's it, it just fuels the jank. Pop in a Motley Proof <laughs> plot. Uh, pop in Rich Lands in the Keep. Uh, pop in Lucas Blackwood. Um, anything. E- everything is better. Whenever I think of a combo, it's better with the Pale Steel Link. Yeah. It's just, it's wonderful. All the things. That card, All the that card is my second favourite card. Is it? Yes. Mm. Well, fancy that. Yep, it's pretty good. And it could put my third favourite card into play. <laughs> well, we'll have to wait and see what that is, won't we? Oh, it's Motley. We've already talked oh, about it. Oh, <laughs> I wasn't listening. Yeah. And my first favourite card was Thinking, obviously. Yeah, obviously. Mm. Well, we haven't got to my first favourite yet. His letter is quite a way away. <laughs> I wonder. <laughs> it's probably Peels as well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's a high chance that may be the case. Um... But I might throw a curveball on that one and run with Val. Val. Just... Here we go. <laughs> Spoilers. <laughs> well, I'm excited because I'm going to play Fury of Dracula this weekend. Fury of yeah. Dracula? Yeah. Mm. So this is slightly off topic, but it's still FFG related. Okay. Yeah, I'm having a Halloween board game evening on Friday. Ooh. We're going to play Mysterium, so I'm going to dress up like a ghost. And then uh, we can play Fury of Dracula, and I might dress up like a vampire. But I don't know. You've, well, you could you could delve into the uh, the clothing repertoire and see what you've got. I'm sure if you're styled on Hannibal Lecter, you'll have uh, quite a yeah. few. Yeah, I might have. Yeah. You should have quite a few decent Dracula wares there, Craven. Oh, yeah, I might dig some out. So um, that's what I'm doing. And obviously you guys have got your Saturday, you know, introductory session tournament high-five banter. Banner Fest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come along. I'm, we'll have decks for you to play. Thoroughly excited for this. I must admit, it'll be nice to meet some new players in the Northamptonshire area. Yeah, uh, meet genuinely the will be. It, well, yeah. not just the public, just for how we've been playing Thrones for about two or three years now here, haven't we, Dave? And uh, for a while, it's just been Brickstock. There hasn't really been much in the local area. And now Northampton stores are kind of pushing, and that'll be good, I think, for the area. Yeah, definitely. Uh, anyone yeah. listening who is going, uh, I couldn't help but notice. The event has been advertised as being attended by the UK national champion, Dave Bamford. Which does mean, if you beat Dave, you're technically the best player in the country. <laughs> that is legitimately how it works. Um, yeah. It's not like a hardcore title in WWE of like 10 years ago. It's always available. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take my trophy just in case. You yeah. can challenge him anywhere you want. On a train, on the bus, you name it. That'd be brilliant. <laughs> just come along, throw down the cards. Let's go, bitch. It's like Pokemon. <laughs> I'll just grab a Baratheon deck out of my pocket and just be like, right, let's, let's throw down. I'll tell you what, that, that would be the yeah. greatest Thrones tournament we could ever organise. It's a, it's a one that goes over the whole country and you have to always have a deck on you at all times. 
and <laughs> you can just challenge anyone. You just walk up to them and go, I challenge you. Like in the middle of, I'd walk into your toughest days with a little swat on my chest, sit down next year, challenge. Yeah, it's just like I'll go and see a customer and they're just like, oh, do you play throws? It's like, yes. Are you the national And then the screen will fade and we'll go into like dual mode. Yeah, it'd be awesome. Yeah. <laughs> a wild Davis appears. <laughs> I'm so done with that. I am gonna encourage that. I, I think that's what first point oh should become. And under- first point oh first point first edition. I think that's what first edition should become an underground thrones tournament. Uh, and, uh throughout the entirety of the, the, the world. Let's let's do that. The, the whole world. And then when you're backpacking across Australia, you can still be challenged by a Martel deck. Or a kangaroo. What would a kangaroo play? House of Pain. 